some warhead challenge he had seen. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not doing and that. Then, he said his mouth was bleeding. Yeah, he had put 16 in his mouth, but he had also seen, like, some world champion or whatever that they do them simultaneously and then like he he was just like spitting up blood which is because of like the uh acid acid, yeah Yeah, citric acid which is required to make it sour but that said how you doing bobby doing good you fantastic um yeah uh just uh freshly toasted and uh ready to go i uh had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we haven't really caught up about it. Uh, I spent most of mine cooking um, and just taking pictures on my phone. Uh, what would you get up to? Uh, we were supposed to have, like, we always host, and we were going to have most of Brooke's family and all my family come. And uh, her family's, like, deep. Like, she's the youngest of eight, and then our kid is the 20th of, like, 22 grandkids. Oh. And then all the spouses. So we normally have a ton of people over, and almost everybody was sick. So I ended up being like five, six people. It oh, was that's super dope. Amazing. Yeah. It was so nice having so little people. Uh-huh. I will say I did miss the fact that like all the all of Jameson's cousins weren't around to like have them play because like they just the kids just go wild in the backyard and have a good old time. Yeah. Um, so other than that, it was excellent. Okay. Yeah. Watch football. Yeah. Ate and drank. Loki is how I like it. You know, me and Jack do the no fucks giving. So we just try to just chill out. Be, no, no, no. There's definitely <laughs> fucking. But we just try to hang out and yeah. not hang out with any one particular family or anything like that. But um, yeah, Thanksgivings aside, uh, we should get our guests introduced, see how their Thanksgiving was. Yeah, this year, boy. Yeah. Uh, from the uh, the depths of uh, my past, we bring my oldest friend of 32 years um swag welcome to the podcast uh thanks for having me i found out this morning as i got off an airplane <laughs> that i was going to be doing this so where'd you come from here I'm, i live up in portland moved up there dope so you know the city that everyone claims is constantly burning down and rioting and it's like one of the safest cities i walk around on a daily basis so i think that's always kind of hilarious dude i always feel safe when i can walk right by a bunch of breweries and strip clubs yeah, uh, Portland definitely allows you to do that. There's one in the downtown area that is quite most hilariously the funniest place I've ever been. And it's literally, I think, the actual definition of a titty bar. Because you go in. Oh, yeah. There's a bar. Portland's titty bars. Yeah, so there's a bar. And then right next to the bar, there's a stage. Like There's like no separation. It's like bar, naked. Bar, naked. So... <laughs> The also, that, what kind of steaks did they sell? Uh, they didn't sell steaks. Mm, I don't think that's an if. I think well, all strip clubs in Portland if they have did, steak, um, steakhouses. I was also they? pretty hammered at that point when I walked <laughs> in. So there's, there's also. I think that. in. Well, I'll just speak confidently without any fact checking, like most podcasts. Uh, when I was in Portland, I believe. It was like every strip club was also a steakhouse because of like some food law or something like that. So we went to a steakhouse and it was also a titty bar. So I'm like, we're all lined up eating steak and then just like maybe, you know, what you would consider like two rooms over, but like all in an open space is just a a walkway where chicks are just, you know, topless with dudes around the bar and it's like... It, it, it's almost like the Twilight Zone. Like you're at your dining room table and you just kind of look over and you're also in a strip club. And you're like, I will be. say this. Steaks are dope. <laughs> and <laughs> so are titties. Yeah. So, Did, 
Titties yeah. and steak are great. The best yeah. part about this experience is anybody who's listened to this has been to Portland and has never gone into Mary's will can literally understand this. <laughs> is they don't have a DJ. Oh, this is my favorite part about it is I'm sitting there so and I'm watching, and so the dancers. They go over. They gotta MC themselves. They break out a fucking songbook and start putting dollars in a jukebox. Oh, you no. told it's me like this. It's like the most. Uh, I laughed for probably twenty five minutes straight <laughs> because I'm just I'm just flabbergasted by like she's just like like a songbook like flipping through it like puts a dollar in punches in a fucking numbers and then just starts dancing. I'm like that's like the most amazing thing I've ever fucking seen. That's it. And I was just I laughed for like the first like three dances. I was that, like this is I can't get over that it. That business owner is like I'll save money not having a DJ but we'll also make the strippers pay. Yeah. Yes. So it was really interesting. It's like here's your tip but it's also going into the jukebox <laughs> which is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Listen any area strip club manager that just got a promotion uh, I just want a placement. That's all I want from you guys. Grand Canyon Brewery. Check it out. Because uh, <laughs> like that, especially in Arizona, be saving people all sorts of money because they'd be paying out the ass for these DJs. Oh, really? Here. You just um, need to find a dude that likes music, the sound of his voice, and is addicted to cocaine. Well, I feel like that's pretty easy. <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> as much as I'm going to talk about strip clubs right now, uh, I don't like strip clubs for the same reason I don't pay to smell a cheeseburger. Take that as you will. Um, but there was a time and you were there for it because yes, we lived together. Um, we had a friend, uh, we had two friends who were underwater welders, still are, but we were young as shit. We were in our early twenties. And so they would come home with just tens of thousands of dollars burning a hole in their pocket. Yep. They'd be like, Hey, let's go out to the strip club. And we'd be like, well, a, we don't really want to. And B, we don't have that kind of a budget. We're students mm-hmm. also working full time. And then they were like, well, fuck it. If it means the difference between you coming or not, we'll just pay for everything. And our friends of various degrees took advantage of that. I just showed up and had the two drink minimum and hung out. Um, some people were like lap dance city. Um, of various guilty. <laughs> totally. Hey, well, it wasn't my money, so what do I care? Well, also that yeah, was right? yeah, and that was the thing. Is like I'll spend your money. Yeah, and there's not everyone's getting a lap dance, so technically, uh, you know, it's there's money being saved here somehow. There's some math here. <laughs> in any case, I did basically see every strip club in the city at some point of various degrees. Some of them have been rebranded or remodeled and there have been some new ones built, but yeah, they all have these like big DJ areas. They have like these obnoxious, like shock jock fucking DJs. And welcome to the stage. Cinnamon. Cinnamon, get on up there. That is correct. Now, um, all sound the fucking same. Abco, which is grandfathered in and has both a full nude and a topless side. One serves alcohol, one doesn't, but you can just go get drunk. Back and forth. Yeah. 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 So they actually have two DJs. Oh, ABC. They have two DJs, uh, right? So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, any any strip club worker fan of the pod, um, this just got you a promotion because that is a fuck ton of savings based on what I've seen in my limited but rich experience in strip <laughs> get clubs. A, get a jukebox. Let them pick their own songs. That's what it comes down to. Get an iPod Straight shuffle. Yeah. Bro, str- <laughs> Get an iPod shuffle and link it to your Square account. Yeah. Like, be innovative. Like, Justin, you know who I'm talking about. In any case, we're here to talk about you a little oh. bit. So, um, so well, we kick this podcast off the same way every time. Yep. Um, right. And uh, the question is, as an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? 
Yes. Oh. It was coming back from the only time I went to Strong Beer. <laughs> outside of like, Are you the guy in that picture? No. <laughs> I remember I was sitting in the car and I'm he just like... And I like farted and all of a sudden I fucking look at him. I'm like, bro, you gotta pull over. Do you have any napkins? <laughs> like, I just pulled over. Like, I'm on the side of the fucking road. It's cold as fuck. I fucking like got a handful of napkins like trying to... <laughs> clean myself ended up just taking my fucking boxers off and just like threw them off the side of the See, road and that's always the move do you think yeah. it was a mix of uh the beers or like the food truck food i think it was a mix fast. of not understanding the dedication <laughs> that it takes to continually drink during strong beer oh, yeah or not strong beer but the great american beer festival because i don't know how anybody who's consistently in this industry fucking survives because that was hell about the last day i was like i had like half a beer that morning at the like some breakfast and i was like i'm fucking done <laughs> well i won't speak for bobby but i mean a 10-year bender is usually how you accommodate it yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean you just gotta keep it fucking going there's no this isn't football there's no stop or start this is soccer yeah i had a <laughs> i would say gabf uh beat me one of those days oh yeah bobby came in uh See, uh, he kind of walked into it blind, right? Not being directly in the beer industry and having no one, because it was my first year, too, that we went. That was a fun year. Yeah, that was the year I started using cannabis, because it was legal in Denver. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> first, first stop in town. Yeah. Where did we get some? Yeah, dude, Were you working for a brewery at the time? Yeah, I was working for Grand Canyon. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we went to a dispensary, and like, I, in... Obviously, he's known me longer than anybody, and he can speak to this, but like anyone who knows me now would never guess, unless they already knew where I told them, that I was quite the cannabis prohibitionist back in the day. Yeah, you You're against me, it? You used to give me a lot of shit in high school, because I went through a period where I was constantly fucking stoned. Sorry and that this, you were such a fucking burnout loser, bro. Yeah, and <laughs> fucking this dude is like, oh, like, fucking, you're always this and that, and this motherfucker every day is out here token up him. <laughs> You remember that? Remember when I was like high as fuck all the time and you're just giving me shade? Listen, I've done the uh, apology step. Uh, so uh, you've received your apology. Didn't make it too uh, much past that. Uh, <laughs> it did make it past that step. Um, no, and, and, it, and it definitely is embarrassing. And I, and I have gone back and tried to rectify uh, some douchier things I did uh, as a prohibitionist. But yeah, that was the year that I was like, oh, it's legal here. So in my fucking whatever fucking logic it was, was like... It's okay. You were a law-abiding citizen. And then I had the greatest nap of my life. Oh, God. And it was over uh, um, forever. I remember that. It was the most comfortable mattress in the world at this shitty little hotel until we slept the only one night, I think the last night sober, and we both woke up going like, I thought this bed was these beds were a lot more comfortable, and then we realized no, we were just high and drunk as fuck every night we went to bed. So uh, that's kind yeah. of yeah, that's night night juice. Yeah, that's that shady ass motel up on the fucking turnpike. If you've been to Denver, oh. you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh yeah, it was like super discounted because like my dad's oh, girlfriend there. like knew worked for the company that ran the hotel, so she got us a discount. So I was like, oh sweet, and yeah. and then. I just booked it the next two years I went because I, I knew about it. And if you booked it, it had enough time. It was very affordable. So, uh, yeah, quite um, the experience going to the Great American Beer Festival oh, yeah. um, for your first time a little blind. So uh, just to bring it back, I'm actually better about getting off track these days. Bobby goes in knowing he's fighting for his life. Oh. And I knew day it was one, be, I knew it was going to be no, no, no. Day two, oh, was it? Day two. Oh, oh yeah, so that's I right. Day one, you be, did hold it together. That's I knew right. it was going to be a long, long stretch and an uphill battle. 
So first day, I I went to bed like I think we were back of the Airbnb and that's right. Laid we, in bed I, like I didn't 10. see you the first day. That's right. And it then, was like ten o'clock, <laughs> and then the second day it was. So the first day was really easy because you fly in and it's not like you just are immediately you you don't wake up to like brunch or breakfast yeah. with the mimosa, right? So well, I mean, I was drinking at nine day one. Well, you were drinking Allegedly. pre-flight. Like I had a drink at the airport before the flight, but like I'm not gonna get tipsy on a flight. I'm like gonna catch a beer, take a nap, yeah. and then get there. So uh, we get in around like three. We get from the airport to uh, the Airbnb at like four. We go over get a burger. My whole team gets a burger and a beer. We hustle over to the convention center, set up, and then work the beer fest, and then we like go out that night. So after. Maybe an hour or so after the beer fest, I was me and my younger brewer were like, "Yep, let's head back and take a nice night." And uh, but the next day you wake up and you go straight to breakfast and you have drinks there. And then when you're done at breakfast, you're like, "Well, what else do we do? Enjoy Denver." So then you go to the next place and have a beer or two, and you're like slow drinking throughout the day. Yeah. But if you start at 10 a.m. and go till midnight, even slow drinking, it will catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. I don't care how strong of a drink you are; it's going yeah. to catch up to you. Can, yeah, for sure. And also those fucking nicotine pack when I was... Uh, oh, yeah, you were... Start, oh. in, in you, I don't know if you're still doing it, but you're experimenting with some high ni- nicotine doses. Yeah, and I've learned <laughs> <laughs> drunk Bobby and nicotine don't go well together. Nicotine... Interesting. So I had a experience in Mexico one time where I... Uh, these We went with these chicks from Alliance Beverage and we're trying to hang out and... Uh, the, and the one girl I was trying to hang out with, like, did not like smokers. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I just want to smoke for the trip. Easy. Yeah. And uh, so we go down, and it's second. So we've been there a day and a night, and so it's the second night. And I am itching and mm-hmm. fucking drunk. And I uh, I sneak out of Boobar, and I find some young local kid. And I'm like, hey, just kind of in some broken Spanish. I'm like, I need fumar. I need to, like, find a smoke. And he's like, I was like, I'll pay you to take me. And he's like, yeah, come here. Fucking stupid shit. <laughs> so he walks me down uh, to this little corner store. I walk in. It's very tiny. Uh, it's like lots. Of, I, I'm just too drunk to realize that I'm in constant danger <laughs> of just one person just realizing I'm drunk enough to roll me. But I'm also big and off-putting, so it helps. Um, I'm also rocking that uh, wild Super Bowl loss haircut. So I've got the big blonde penis on top of my head with two pink oh, yeah. balls on the back. <laughs> so maybe they just think I'm a lunatic. I don't know. Um, but I had lost a, a bet at the Super Bowl. So for a month, I had this stupid fucking haircut. Um, so we're in Mexico and I'm just rocking it. So I end up getting a pack of smokes. Um, dude walks me back to the bar. Everything went down fine, although it's just the dumbest series of events to be involved in. So I just, I remember posting up right below the entrance, because Boobar is two stories. So I'm at the bottom floor. I'm just posted up right outside the door, hand the kid like 10 bucks for helping me out. Put a cigarette in my mouth. I light it. I took a drag. I remember feeling how strong it was. I took a second drag, and I just felt myself sliding down the wall as like the nicotine thinned out oh, my yeah. blood and oh. all of that alcohol floating in there. Was it just, just like hit you in the head. Hammered me. Yeah. And then like uh, they came out and found me just like, just like slumped over, kind of like looking like I'm sleeping. yourself. Gave me the fucking business, and rightfully so. I should not have been uh, doing stupid shit like that in Mexico. But uh, everything worked out, and uh, I learned that, yeah, 
when I'm super drunk, especially, well, I haven't been a smoker for years now, but um, nicotine while I'm drinking is not a good idea. Oh, it's just a head rush, man. It just it just takes you out. It's, and it's and when you're drunk, you wanna you wanna you want some nicotine. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you, you find a that lot of people when they quit smoking. Little... The thing they struggle with the most is drinking. Yeah. And, Without a doubt, smoking. Like I, I was a bartender for years. A lot of people, especially because we had a smoking patio, and then smoking. I worked behind the bar when you could still smoke inside. You just have some people that, like, they'd be like, "Oh, I can't like be here and not smoke," but like, I don't ever smoke when I'm not here at the bar. Yeah. Well, let's get into swag. Let's okay. get so into it. This podcast it it leans heavily into the uh, like the service industry, the yeah. craft beer industry, right? Because that's what we do. It's what we know. It's the people we know. You, I'm assuming, are a doctor. Ah, uh, I wish. No. <laughs> um, I'm just, uh, so, official job is a surgical technologist. Been doing it probably 12 years. So, pretty much what I do is I'm in the operating room as, like, you know, people are getting cut open and fixing and shit. And mm-hmm. if you ask Al over here, um, it's the perfect job for me, giving me the weird shit I used to look up on the internet. <laughs> yeah, we were the rotten.com oh, consumption junction era. Still got the t-shirt. I still have the t-shirt to this day. I have a Rotten.com t-shirt. But you've been in the medical industry for 12 years. Yeah. Um, Give me a little breakdown of, like, some of those, like, crazy experiences just being in that industry. Because it's so worlds different than what we do. And I know nothing about it. I know there's those long days, like the 12, 14, 15-hour shifts. But, like, some of the things that go in on those, like, some real, like cunt nurses that just talk shit to you or a, a doctor that's just like you're a little bitch and then spits in your face like or <laughs> like because it's such high intensity work right you're literally potentially saving people's lives or being a factor yeah, it can deaths. be it can be super stressful um a little fun little insider thing for people is how you tell a doctor fuck you is you just look at him and say yes doctor and the, everybody in the room knows that you just said fuck you to the yeah you know but um that's amazing Difficult physicians never bothered me because um, there's a big part of me that just doesn't give a fuck. Like, if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to give it right back. Beautiful. Like, I don't, like, it's a job. It's nothing personal. Like, yeah. I mean, it can be stressful. I've seen, like, people break down and, like, cry because, like, you know, getting fucking chewed up and down by a doctor. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. It just never bothered me to that level to where I was like, yeah, thick uh, skin. Yeah, it's just like, whatever, you know, growing up with this guy in our group of friends, uh, <laughs> you we're all pretty skin. shitty to each other at times. <laughs> and we can really dig into one another. And even to this day, I think we still. Can oh. get each other real fired up real quickly. It well, has happened, but yeah, we know everyone knows each other's trauma. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking brutal. So when you want to be a fucking asshole to one of us, like oh, we, yeah. we know how to do it, oh, and we sure. and we still maintain a group chat with eight of us, and it occasionally oh, still gets yeah. spicy. As fuck occasionally, it pops off a few times, and usually, I may or may not seventy-five instigate percent of the time instigate it. <laughs> Because, I don't know, some days I'm just bored. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in the fucking mood to push buttons. Uh, I, usually, I usually save that shit for random people on Reddit. But sometimes sometimes I'll get some shit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dig in on this one. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Well, do you have any uh, crazy like shift incidences or like wild stories that come to mind of like, oh, this one really stood out? Um, it's just, well, there's... I'm trying to think because there's ones that stand out that I'll get emotional on just because uh-huh. you meet people and they didn't make it in in 
like a five minute period of time. It's weird to know somebody. Sorry, now I'm going to get emotional for five minutes and they left an impact on your life. For sure. And they're no longer around. Yeah. And you can't help but think like, fuck, this world would have been better if they survived. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably one of the hardest things to cope with. Um, But outside of that, memorable moments are just some of the crazy fucking shit I've seen. Oh, yeah, I bet. The first time like I fucking saw a fucking skull get cut into and you look at the brain and you're like, holy fuck, that's the human brain. And spoiler alert, if you've ever seen Hannibal, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so if anybody really wants to know what the human brain looks like, Hannibal, where he cuts off Ray Liotta's fucking skull cap, uh-huh. that's literally what the brain looks they like. Did, they yeah. did the research. Yeah, that was like my first thought. I was like, fuck, that's like Hannibal. That yeah, must have been yeah. so wild because like, it's annoying. not like they use a little knife. No, they got like they got yeah. they got these special Power drill. They got a special shit. drill that will it has a stop on it where after it goes through any hard tissue, it automatically stops. Uh huh. Because if not, then you drill into the fucking brain. Yeah. And, well, there you go. Bad things happen. And then so you, yeah, and then you're one of my uncles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got so you drill like four holes, and then there's this special saw that you kind of you curve into the hole and pull up. And then you just saw the bone off and lift uh-huh. the cap. Usually, most times, like brain tumors. The one I saw was for, unfortunately, um, it was uh, someone who was homeless and got attacked and hit in the head with a bat. And oh. so they had to take the little skull cap uh-huh. off to, you know, fix the bleed and get the hematoma uh-huh. off. And How everything. do they even reattach that skull? So uh, there's a couple things you can do. Um, as odd as it sounds, it literally gets taken off the field and then they put it in a freezer. And they what? freeze it, the piece of bone. And then while the person's recovering in the hospital due to swelling, um, they wait for all the swelling to go down once it's at a safe level. This is some of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, then they will take it out of the freezer, thaw it out, reattach it with plate and screws. A lot of times okay. they put it right. It's just a little And they little fuse. Fine. Like, will it fuse yeah, back? The, yeah, the bone will grow back together. That's crazy. So when you say off the field, is that out of operating theater? Or yeah, is that- so like off the field, like you gave us a piece of skull. We hand it off in like what's called an aseptic technique or sterile, sure. where it can be preserved and still not be contaminated with any foreign bodies, and then it gets pretty much packaged, put in a freezer somewhere but down. The, the, the field reference, I guess, that's the OR. Yeah, like okay. the OR. So in the OR, the field's like the surgical area, and the surgical area is pretty much the table the patient lays on, and mm-hmm. then there's the back table, which would be the area where I would work. And that would, would be all the surgical instrumentations, so knives, just tools. that's the field. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, so the whole thing encompasses the field. Right. So yeah, that's just the clarification I'm yeah. looking for. Is it is either the whole OR or just the space you're occupying for work? Yeah, just the space that's being occupied okay. for surgery cool, cool. is considered the surgical field, which yeah. is all considered sterile. But and then but when yeah. you get into the nitty gritty of anything, it's you can't sterilize skin. You can only reduce the normal flora to an acceptable level to reduce infection. Well, so we're it's fun little things. Bacteria colonies. Oh, yeah. Like, we're walking bacteria colonies. Then you get into the crazy diseases that is your bacteria on your skin that turns on you, which is uh, everyone likes to throw around necrotizing fasciitis. It's mm-hmm. pretty much your... If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. So if there's any like really medical efficient people that are like, this guy's full of shit, I apologize. <laughs> but my understanding is like things like neck, neck fasci is just like your body just attacking itself and it's fucking horrible when you see it because it, terrible. it does not have a very high survival rate oh so, no shit they yeah. can't just like isolate it cut it out and they try that. so you go in you cut it out you take out all the tissue but it's like and then you gotta like constantly battle it and so it can be it's pretty fatal it's but it's really not like a it's not like a 
uh, an infection, right? It's like your own body just, it's, d- it's just starts no, doing this. Yeah, it's an infection from like within the own normal flora that lives on your body. Okay, so yeah, there's insane. The wild shit the human body does is insane. It's every day is a fascination when you're like, we're gonna cut this person open and we're gonna remove an organ, but they're gonna be okay. Like what? Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, alleg- <laughs> allegedly be okay. Yeah, so it's just allegedly, kind of interesting. Yeah. So you ever like Dine and Dash? <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, an interesting question to follow that up with. Uh, there was a bar. <laughs> oh, God. It was some... Back in the day... Well, we just drank and dashed. <laughs> like, I don't do we do food. Applebee's? It was Applebee's. Well, I, the, well, there was one night. It was me, Doug, when we used to live in that apartment in the ghetto of Phoenix. And oh, then, yeah, that one. And then um, we went out to this one bar, and it was just like... The service was so fucking atrocious that we're all just like, I ain't paying for this bullshit. <laughs> Fuck they this. owe me. Yeah, I was like, I'm not. I'm so like, did the whole like, oh, I've got a phone call. I'm gonna yeah. go outside, you know. And then we all just fucking took off. I don't know some little shitty dive bar somewhere on the fucking west side. That's Phoenix. fantastic. Yeah. Oh geez, probably. Oh my god. What? What was that one? Um, goalies. Oh, goalies. Goalies. It was like it, it was. A hockey-themed, like, dive sports bar. Kind of ringing a bell. Yeah. We're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. It was um, it was on, like, not McDowell. I think it was maybe, like, Thomas in the fucking 51 or something. Like, it just over in that dirty-ass fucking area. You remember our first bar experience when we moved down here? River City Pockets. Oh, my God. Oh. That's the dude who got his eye stabbed out, right? Yeah. We're, like, we're all, we order beers and the bartender. You saw that happen? No, this was after oh. we went there. But it was interesting. I still remember. I, I tell this story to this day because, like, we we had no idea. We just moved down here from tiny little Pine Top Lakeside. And so we're like, oh, this looks like a bar. So we go in there and we order, I think, like, Irish Red or some shit. I'm trying to remember. Uh, we and, ordered Guinness, actually. Oh, yeah. And the so the bartender, like, serves us, gives us our beers and says, after this, you guys need to leave. There's a bar better suited for you down the street. And then I think within somewhere what a great around, bartender. Yeah, I think but. somewhere within down the what was it like a year or two later that kid was attacked and killed outside of it. I think that bartender. No, some patron. It turned out to be like some crazy like biker skinhead bar that we somehow who, wandered who into. Who told you to go somewhere else? The bartender. bartender. Okay, so good, good yeah, on that bar- bartender. bartender. was like, yeah, you guys pretty much... Yeah, like that week, a dude... Yeah. You're a bunch are, of dumb kids. So we had go another... safer. So, Stray was our other roommate. And uh, a kid, he he had moved down to go to MMI. You have a cooler nickname than, than him. Yeah. Stray. Like, oh, cool. this thing that nobody wants, and you like, swag, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. Works out. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You know, the games are suited for the... Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Stray. Um, <laughs> well, the the uh, I gave Steve that nickname. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but it is all predicated off a pretty common joke. I didn't come up with it or anything like that. But, like, when we were younger, he was a bit of a bum. And I would always yeah. tell people, I'm like, don't give him anything. Do you know what... Pe- it's, it's like beating a stray cat. Yeah. yeah. And then and he eventually just adopted that persona. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm a stray cat. And so then, then how did swag come up? Were you just like, that guy's really uh, fucking cool? There's actually yeah. a very specific story that so you can tell. So it's very interesting. So in high school, there in auto shop, there's this teacher. Um, I think he's now since Howie. past, I heard. Yeah, Howie. And then... Um, Mandel? No. No. And I he, forget his last name. He was one of the few teachers who went by his first name. Um, yeah. 
but he used to always give everybody nicknames in class. Like mm-hmm. that was his thing. Like everybody had a nickname he in the auto shop. Remember your regular name, and uh, <laughs> apparently not. And so it was funny. Is like I was pretty well known. Like anybody knows me from back in high school. I just didn't give a fuck. I didn't uh-huh. pay attention. I just did whatever the fuck it's I a wanted. Burnout loser, remember? Just, yeah, fucking just, <laughs> just some stoned fucking burnout loser skipping class to smoke fucking weed in Woodland Park on a fucking bench. Yeah. Those so, are the days. I should have been doing more uh, of that. Yeah, I know. It'd be a very interesting time now. Yeah. And then, so I used to always just fuck around, but I would always like pass all the tests he would give. And he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, you know how you do it? He's like, he's like, you fucking swag every test. And I was like, what is that? He's like, he's like, swag just, he's like, you just scientific wild ass guess. Ah. That's how you do it. So he's just like, that's your nickname is That's swag. pretty cool. You're I think just, you did tell me that story. Yeah, scientific wild ass guess. And so, which I'm fucking cool with. But now like, whenever someone says they got swag, I'm just like, I fucking hate my nickname. <laughs> God damn it. Like my, the reason I, so I never tell anybody like my like high school nickname because it's just associated with like, like really? swagger. Yeah. Swag. No. And so, but yeah, it's the, it's, I wish it was a better story. It's just some teacher who probably didn't really. Want to care to know my name? I wonder how he came up with that. He was, um, I don't know. Just a character he, always, of a he always had interesting nicknames for everybody. Mine was the only one I remember. And there's a few people in there that. Yeah, we, uh, and we also went to high school at a time where we were a very top rated school in Arizona. There was a huge budget. It attracted a lot of really good teachers. A lot of the teachers we had were very traveled and learned. And I mean, they were just very experienced human beings. We had really great teachers mostly uh, back in the day because it was just all well-funded and, like, we had shop and all these things. So we just had these teachers that had, like, really rich backgrounds from, like, fucking uh, Jim. Williams. Howie Williams. Howie Williams. And then Jim. Fuck. What was Jim's name? Sub. And then Mr. Cuneo. We just had these. Well, that dude is the coolest fucking. Cuneo was a fucking creep. He's a creep, but he's (laughs) also just fucking. Dude, like, I mean, get over he, here. Dude, his, he was straightest up greatest generation. Oh, his like, his fucking sex fuck. ed course was so creepy because like he would like pause and rewind the fucking baby coming out and just like Ugh. keep watching and like dude like we got it. Like I don't need to He's see He's like y'all understand yeah. what this is about. I don't need I don't like I'm like fucking 12 or 13, bro. I don't need to see a baby's head crowning 47 times. Oh, yeah, like, I, I already yeah, I already came. <laughs> Next slide. Oh. <laughs> uh. No, it's, it's interesting going back on our schools. Like, I tell people nowadays, like, oh, you know, yeah, like, when I was in school, like, if I got anything less than a C, it was considered failure, which apparently is oh, an it, odd thing. Yeah, I did not realize that. Yeah, I was like, wait, it's not the normal, like, to get to 70 or higher to pass? And everyone's like, no. I'm like, oh, shit. That's, that was the standard I was held to. Interesting. Maybe that wasn't a terrible school. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I always found that interesting. It was a great school when we went. It was it was very well rated. I mean, because we had a great sports program that was mostly undefeated, we were given a huge budget, and we had, we had like, dude, we had robotics. That's true. At fucking high school, ah, fucking topless room service. Let's <laughs> still bring that story up. Oh god. Oh, god. So, <laughs> between being in the service industry and the medical industry, um, how long were you in the service industry? Um, it was pretty much high school gigs. Okay, Just, you know, a lot of it was based around like. Uh, Working with Al as a dishwasher in an Italian restaurant, which fucking anybody who listens the to Italian this. Italian cowboy. Who happens to wash dishes in an Italian restaurant. I feel for you when you get a fucking pan covered in fucking just black cheese. Oh, It's yeah. like the hardest fucking thing to clean off. It's like, I'm just like, why did I ever do that? And then, <laughs> and then from there, um, one of, another good friend of mine fucking, 
Freeman. He worked at this fucking Freeman. Pe- Freeman. Oh, okay. And he like, worked at a this weird name. Uh, pizza joint that was like okay, Joey's well, Pizza. Yeah, Joey's fucking Joey's Pizza. I was like, do I want to work at a restaurant washing dishes and prep cooking, or do I want to go work with a really good friend and end up drinking and getting high all the time? Well. Obvious choice is wash dishes. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to Joey's Pizza where I, you know, did um, pretty much like a grill cook and everything. I got that place still. The stories of like how the fuck that place ever passed a health code inspection is still fucking beyond me because I'd be back there fucking grilling a burger with a fucking cigarette hanging out of my mouth and a beer on the fucking table, just flipping burgers and shit. Oh, yeah. How old were you? I was like 16, 17. Fuck yeah, I mean, dude! It's a wild. Or Mountain Folk, bro. Yeah. The owners Small, didn't care. Oh, dude, they were fucking drunk as shit at the bar. They didn't give a fuck. And or they Mountain would be, Folk. Yeah, they they would go home plastered drunk by five to six p.m. every night, and then we just walk in the walk-in, grab a fucking beer, pour it in a soda cup, and, and fucking just drink. And smoke. you know what's hilarious is we've uh, gotten old enough now where we know uh, restaurant owners like that, uh-huh. but the only difference is is we went to high school with them. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a few like that in town now. Yeah, that place was a fucking... That place was wild. Like, we'd go in the walk-in and just fucking get stoned off our asses. Because they had the oh, best yeah. fan to get the smoke oh, smell out. We used to, like... Well, Steve <laughs> ended up working there. Stray ended up working oh, with yeah. you there. Just because he was hanging out all the time. And, like, I'd go in there and hang out. And it was a hot spot for high school lunch students. Because, and again, this is not common. Especially at, like, my kid's school. Because my kid can't drive until their senior year on campus so oh but yeah steve got steve had a license like early sophomore year yeah. and so we had drive he had a vw bus we'd all jump in drive up to joey's pizza by the slice packed out to the gills because basically i mean in our town like yeah as soon as you're 16 you're driving but like most of us were driving long before that and a lot of people's parents were just chill letting them drive to school at like 15 like steve's yeah. parents were like steve was driving to school at 15 um, and so it was like Hans and a few other people like, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of a that was, interesting, that experience. was the fucking hangout. It wasn't. Yeah. Like I would just go and like hang out in the back kitchen with them while they're drinking and smoking and just, they'd be like, oh, I'm bored. I'm just going to grill up and order a food. Uh, and it was just the fucking weirdest, like most chill. Like I still to this day don't know of a chiller job for that town in high school. Everyone thinks it's the movie theater, but since we've both been through that, we know that's yeah, not true. The movie theater's not it. The, it's Joey's it's Pizza not was. It. And my favorite thing about Joey's Pizza is <clears throat> we had a back phone just for the kitchen and it was pretty much like the hookup phone. So like people would call and like I would have like fucking teachers be calling me like, hey man, can you fucking hook it up with a pizza? I'm like, yeah, uh, right. One yeah. of your teachers would yeah, call you? Yeah, we'll call can us. Can you hook it up with an A? Yeah, we like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we train things. That's yeah. probably why I pass some of my classes because I fucking fed Mr. Clark all the time. Oh, and then, R. R. Clark. Huh? Yeah, and then That's the brilliant. coolest thing being like 16, 17 in a small town is the fucking, um, I'm sure he doesn't still work there anymore, but the rep, the delivery dude that would do all the beer mm-hmm. and the small town would get his out dates and things that were out of code 
he would drive up and say, hey, you fucking throw me a large pepperoni pizza, I'll fucking toss you this case of beer that I can't be sold oh, yeah. anymore. He may cause... not still be there, but that still is a practice. Oh, yeah. Happens. All right, cool. I was, I was like, I'm like, you know, fuck it. So that was like yeah. the cool thing at 17. It's like, do you get a fucking case of beer for a pizza? Fuck you don't even man. know that that beer's not good. Oh, I didn't give a shit, man. It was fucking beer. Dude, we were drinking uh, Mississippi mud like we were fucking oh, cool kids fucking back in the day. goddamn oh. Shane. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> I got a horror. Oh my yeah. god, Shane Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Can we say his name? Oh, I don't You're the only one going by an alias today. Oh. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> We're going to out everybody else. <laughs> very, very, very sneaky. No. Yeah, it'd be hilarious to keep you with an alias and just out everyone else. He's got, he's got one of my favorite stories from Joey's Pizza. And this harpens back to the fucking cooking or uh, to dishwashing and prep cooking at the Italian Cowboys. There was this fucking quote unquote. Head chef. Chris Monroe. No, it was Norm. Oh, Norm. Okay. Or Norm. Oh, I remember. That was a fucking dick. So I ended up quitting because I was like, oh, I can wash dishes or I can go work with one of my really good friends and have a great time. Well, come to find out, like, when I quit, like, he fucking told, like, the whole kitchen staff I quit because I was scared and I was crying and I couldn't handle it. All, day. <laughs> all this shit. I'm just like, no, nah, bro. I just I want to just go work with my good friends and fuck off, drink, and get stoned, right? I am 15, sir. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to use that if any of my reps quit. Like, yeah. they were crying and shit. And so, <laughs> fucking snowing. And so, dry it, fucking, oh, it was great. So I was just like, what the fuck? And then um, <clears throat> fucking Shane ended up working at Joey's pizza too and we're sitting there one night and we're just like fucking looking at tickets and i see the ticket on the name for to go and it said norm and i was like no curious no way so i peek my head around the door look out in the kitchen this fucking this fucking dude sitting at the bar and like shane's like fucking norm's out there and so anybody who listens to this who's not in the restaurant industry there is a certain type of oil that you use to lube kitchen equipment it's mineral oil the other thing mineral oil is really good at is it's a very good laxative. No shit. Yes. Mineral oh, oil is yes. also a laxative. So we made his pizza, which was dough, sauce, mineral oil, cheese, and all his toppings. <laughs> I never saw that motherfucker again in there. <laughs> and I don't care to this day. He fucking deserved every fucking moment of sitting on that goddamn yeah, toilet. And then you, his, his thing, he gets to lie about you crying and shit and you're like well you were shitting yourself dude and i know that's real like, i know <laughs> i, know, that I know you were sitting on that yeah. toilet shitting your brains out so. uh and the great thing about shane was that he um he was a skilled like line cook uh sous chef he had skills you know before cooking was even like cool like when the only like famous people were like wolfgang and fucking <laughs> Uh, Legacy before the Food Network. <laughs> yeah, before any of that, he was carrying around like a knife bag, like you know, putting on. Oh, a I chef remember coat. that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So he left the Italian Cowboy, which was like gourmet Italian food, uh, to Joey's Pizza, and he's still like. I remember when he first got there, you and Tim clowned him all the time because he was always just like. It's like, bro, we're tossing fucking dough and frying zucchini sticks. Calm yeah, down. Right. <laughs> Dude, the thing that the thing that I missed. Did the he make most, that place better? I know. Really he know. just worked yeah, there. Okay. He just worked there. Okay. Um, eventually, he moved on to another restaurant. I think eventually the owners just ran it into the ground. But yeah, and eventually now it's Red sold, Devil. Yeah, it eventually sold to the Red Devil franchise, yeah. um, and has been that for fucking ever. My sister's husband works there. Um, yeah, that guy. That fucking that dude's pretty chill. Navy High School. Oh, He's yeah. cool for a guy that can put up with my sister. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Well, between any of your service industry, really any of your jobs, um, 
Have you ever seen or quit in a cool way? Seen someone quit or quit in a cool way? Um, I think the coolest way for me to quit was I fucking the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Is fucking, I remember one day, like, the fucking, we're sitting there doing something, I can't remember, and, like, the manager, I think it was, I don't remember if it was Ian or Joe at the time, fucking one of them was just like, we're giving you a 50 cent pay reduction, and I said, fuck you, and I walked out. A reduction? Yeah. Was was that, like, what's his name that got his ass beat with uh, all the rings in high school? The dude that fired me. Uh, who fired you? Fucking douchebag. Uh, Who's, well, there was I a forgot lot. his name. It wasn't Shane, <laughs> was it? It was... Maybe it was... No, it wasn't no. Garrett. Garrett was fucking no, dope. Garrett, Garrett I fucking... Was, I missed that guy. He yeah, was fucking... Plus, the only time I hit Garrett, he asked Was me it to. Doug? No, to your brother? No, no. There was a manager there, Doug. He used to always fucking buy... No, no. Is that, it, was, it was that skinny Mexican dude who got his ass... Remember, he was such Shane a... Shane Pena. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was Shane. It was uh-huh, a dude named yeah. Shane. Yeah. Dude, this that. dude was yeah. so disliked. Like... Eight people gave a guy their class rings t- to wear like fucking two-handed Thanos to beat the shit out of Shane with, which actually happened. Like they got in a scrap, and enough people like fitted this dude's fucking hands like double Thanos style, and he yeah. just beat the shit out of this dude with like fucking oh, eight class rings. Up. Nah, <laughs> nah, oh. fuck Shane. <laughs> I mean, that guy seems like I'm not cool, but my my personal experience is I. Kind of, of my respect and understanding of how fucking awesome lowriders are comes from him because I used to help him oh, actually no, he, work yeah. on his lowrider, so I got to learn a lot about like the different springs. He was cool until and he the, wasn't. Oh yeah, and so like from my experience, I mean, and then you beat the shit out of him with brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, they brass knuckled him. I just remember his like, the the floor buffer malfunction one night and fucking beat the shit out of me in the back. Oh room. god! <laughs> and then I went to him. I went to him to kind of like. I went to him to so report. No, that. yeah, it's so, it so fucking. This funny. is what he does every time I get. That was oh, a yeah. great laugh. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, it's the same one I remember hearing when I almost drowned once. <laughs> and, but according to Al, I'm sure at some point he spun it to where I've tried to. It was me trying to assassinate him at some yeah. point. We I'm will sure. discuss how you are my assassin. I'm, I am not. He's your very assassin. bad at it, but he's tried to kill me a handful of times. No, I haven't. What about that time we were hiking uh, down fucking um, Piastawa? And uh, I stepped on the ground. I was like literally sliding off the mountain. You could have just stuck your hand out and grabbed me, but you just stared at me as I was falling back. I caught myself, but literally this motherfucking psychopath is just like, I <laughs> just watching me. I'm like, what are you doing? You're trying to say, well, I'm just trying to not sound like a complete tool, but there just happened to be somebody who was very attractive walking by at the same time. In a sort of maybe very revealing shirt, and I wasn't really paying attention to my friend almost dying. My bad. Hey, that's, that's, just, an, that's an honest that's mistake. That's about the only one. Well, then Perhaps, then but there is a behavior here. There's a swimming pool one. That was, <laughs> I look back at it now, and I'm like, maybe I should have done something. But I was also <laughs> fucking were. trying to not die of laughter, because... Oh, so I still remember, the, still remember the sound of your head smacking the fucking pool deck. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I remember slipping. I remember waking up in the water. I remember hearing his insane laughter oh, through fucking, the water. It's fucking dying laughing. I remember realizing oh. if I don't start moving, I'm gonna drown. <laughs> I jumped in eventually when I caught my breath from laughing. <laughs> it sounds like 
you put me in very easy positions to die and then just let me figure it out. Maybe it's that I understand the situation and I just let you walk into it without it's, warning. It's not that. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Doesn't that kind of align with you being an assassin? Not really. Terrible at it because you're still alive. I it's a long con. I think he's holding out for more money. Yeah, it's a long con. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, that, remember that didn't to, go as well. Like, it could have been cooler. I paid my dues. I had to walk you to class for like two weeks. Yeah, that was fun. And go over your school schedule over. And I remember when you came back here, I was, oh, he kind of hit his head. Yeah, so for the <laughs> listeners that know me, these multiple head injury stories, which there are many of, we'll explain some stuff. So. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get back into some of these questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, sorry. No, I like the. Uh, it went. It was a good story. Um, any? Uh, you got any like shitty coworkers? Terrible coworker stories? Oh, I imagine the medical industry. There's so many. Coworkers. Well, I'm just be like, yes. Well, I think you know, in the medical industry, it's the yes, and well, I never. It's interesting. Is there's ways to approach things. In the medical field, like, because um, it is one, I guess you could say, area that's still considered to be very professional and how things are approached, so you can't be as ridiculous. But the nice thing is I can vicariously live through physicians who are dicks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, I can like, ha, thank you, as there's just this one nurse and... And you're like, Dr. Philip told me to go fuck yourself. Told me to tell you that. Like I don't know what it was. They just they just fucking weren't in it, and we're doing something one day, and the physician just looks up and just looks at her and says, "Did you get your nursing license out of a fucking Cracker Jack box?" And I was just like, "Oh my god, that is amazing!" But I can't smile because I'll get in trouble. But god damn it, that was COVID that was, must have been amazing for you. Um, COVID, I sat at home for six weeks, which was amazing, and that was when I realized I need to stop working so much. Yes, I think a lot of people realized yeah. that at COVID. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, I used to love working, like, 10, 11, 12, 13-hour long days, like, fucking 60-hour, 70-hour weeks. Like, fuck yeah. Rest and then I, then I sat at home for six weeks, and I worked 30 hours a week on a computer just doing stuff, and I was like, fuck, this is way better. <laughs> God damn it. This oh, is I've like, got a life to enjoy, yeah. it turns out. But um, it just... My favorite coworker stories tend to all come pre-medical field. All right, let's hear some. Um, there's this fucking one dude, and we had a nickname for him, and it's a really fucking rude nickname, <laughs> is because he happened to have Tourette's, but it wasn't <laughs> vocal Tourette's, so a lot of it is... So it's like fine. It ticks. Yeah. It ticks. And <laughs> so... ableism is approved because it wasn't verbal. Yeah, oh, it's... <laughs> That just brings me back to fucking uh, another comedian who talks about Catholic school and the oh uh, the goat yeah the goat um but no and so we had a uh, I'm, I'm good. good we had a nickname where his name was Richard but we used to always call him Twitchard <laughs> but in or not really my Amazing. defense but kind of my defense the dude was just a fucking curmudgeon. He was just a fucking mean dude who's just never happy. I mean, he's got treated treated, <laughs> treated everybody like shit. And then uh, my favorite story is I got that motherfucker straight up fired, oh. which was like my favorite thing I ever did because he just treated me like shit. He treated everyone else around him like shit. And then his one mistake was at this place I worked, um, 
we would like unload trailers and things would get loaded up and I never thought anything twice of it but one day he looks at me and he's just like hey if anybody asks that never got loaded on that trailer and I was like oh you dumb motherfucker you just gave me ammo so I sat on that and kind of got things together and I went to one of the managers and was like hey this but before I did that the truck driver who was involved I really liked so I literally called him on his cell phone and said hey uh I know what's going on. Richard just fucking spilled it. I hate this guy. I'm getting him fired. Cover your ass. I don't want you to lose your job, but it's going down. Because he's just, he's just a really cool fucking dude. Was this guy trying to like steal something? I don't yeah, know. so it turns out over a period of like two years, uh, he managed to steal somewhere around like fifteen to $30,000 worth of equipment doing this. Jesus. And it was pretty sweet. And the day he got fired, oh, it was such an amazing day. <laughs> Like, it was just like he got walked out. He just looked at me. And like, <laughs> later, bro. Like, yeah, later, bro. And then one of the guys I worked with, they used to, and he moved to another department. He comes up to me. He's like, you're my goddamn hero right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're welcome. I mean, the night ended up sucking because I was the only one because we were on the same shift. So it was now just me on that shift. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, but. Oh, at least you didn't have to work with a shitty person. Yeah, it was totally worth it's it. It's still better than him being there. Totally worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. Was, what do you recall? What it was at that moment? He was stealing. It's like oh. an air compressor or some shit. Air compressors are pretty nice. Yeah, yeah they can oh. go for quite a bit. Because the thing is, they would take and they would like RMA it, which is return merchandise authorization, and he'd fake an RMA and then load it on the trailer, and then they would drop it off somewhere else and sell it third party. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of money doing that. I imagine you can. So he was dumb enough to like had he never said that one phrase of if anybody asked I was never on that truck he was just trying to show off to yeah. you and, and then that was his demise because you only say that to show off or yeah. to bring someone in and since he wasn't trying to bring you in what a damn yeah, shit I mean he would have never probably got caught had he never said anything well that's what I'm saying is yeah. like there was no need to say it right it didn't cover his ass anymore yeah it it got him fired I but mean, I think you're 100 percent right. You either trying off to show or you're bringing off. someone in. Yeah, that's you do not feel out to bring someone in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you already didn't get along with him, he was just trying yeah, to no, like flex on you. Like yeah. he was like some fucking. He like, just thought he was the shit. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me! I'm fucking moving shit. Like, mm-hmm. what, what are you gonna do? Like, because some people just think that doing crime think makes like, people think you're in the mob, and it's like, bro, we're all criminals out here. Yeah. Have you seen the government? Come on, everything's illegal. I, think I, was like, I was like 20 at the time, so he's probably like, oh, this dumb kid, I'm going to flex on him. I'm like, well, <laughs> that flexing worked out real well, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dipshit. What a fucking... Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, I do want to get into some of uh, these general questions we have and then kind of see if you have any from your current industry or even uh, your previous in logistics or, you know, your brief stint in the restaurants. But I know for a fact... Because I've uh, watched you black out at like eight beer festivals, um, that you've seen a beer fest creature or two. So, do you have any specific recollections uh, other than yourself? That's that's uh, hard because like <laughs> I know you were gonna try to I am try to out me. I am it? kind of the beer fest creature. I feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were gonna do this. Well. <laughs> There's things that have happened that I don't remember. Uh, he's had to fill in the blanks of like, you were yelling out the door, not the window. You were opening the door of my company card, car and literally screaming at people because I wouldn't let you roll down the window. 
I remember. I don't remember that. I remember being told about that. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Um, I'm trying. It's been like I don't like my most fondest memory was is why I mean, it's not necessarily a fond memory, but the one that sticks out the most is after one of the strong beers where there was like eight or nine ambulances because there was like all these just people just laying out on the grass unresponsive. There's that year that was like stupidly <laughs> fucking hot. And I just remember like, admittedly, maybe sort of took drunky sel- drunk selfies with them passed out on the ground like an asshole. So I am the, I am the beer fest. I am the, I am the party monster. Yeah, I am the monster. I the remember calls that. calls coming from in the house. But I just remember that because it was just like, holy crap, like how many people are down right now? Like, <laughs> it was like people like, I was like, man, people can't control themselves, but at the same time, neither could I. That is, uh, that is a fair assessment. I have some very fond Beer Fest creature stories that, like, you were, you've, uh, I think I might be misunderstanding one. the... You, no, no. you explain yours and I'll see if I can relate to my experience. No, you're fine. You are a beer fest creature for uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Um, no, just like people being overly drunk or oh, ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's been everything from people wearing micro skirts with a foxtail. Butt plug. Butt plug. Uh, to, <laughs> to people shooting their pants. To the oh. dude walking up and be like, give me your strongest beer. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. yeah. There's a... Or when you close and then everybody comes over, you got more beer. Yeah, yeah. they come yeah. under your fold down tent. Yeah, like, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, like what are you well, doing? The early days, no one was clever enough to figure that out, so we all just like had open tents. Now we've just learned if you just cop yep. them down, it, usually people will crawl under them. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll still like fend <laughs> off like ninety percent of them. Truly, but yeah. those ten percent <laughs> motherfuckers, man, they will get you. They keep yeah. swinging back by. It's like, also weird to watch someone walk past. 80% of a broken down festival and you're, you know, I'm, I'm usually like last up. It's whatever. I'm in no hurry after a festival is over. Right. My night sacrificed. I'm not really in a hurry. Um, and they'll walk up and be like, Hey, what you got? And I'm like an empty table, bro. Like the whole festival is over. like you had to come find someone that still had a table. What are you get out of here? You do not need yeah, more yeah, here. Get on, get on, get get on. <laughs> You gotta get a broom and sweep them out the door. Get out of here. Go on. Keep moving. Get a hose next time. Just spray them down. Yeah, we gotta get a squirt bottle. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, God. There was one fucking year. I can't remember if it was American or Strong Beer. But you just like, you're like, all right, I'm gonna keep it together this year. And then like first hour, you just pop up. And you're like, Wah! uh, I want. I think that was American. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Was that the year that I fucking, we went to TT's and then I ended up, yeah. there was the fucking, the bassist for, who was it? Uh, it'd be Rick Birch of uh, Jimmy yeah. Eat World. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, he was like, oh, there's the fucking bassist for Jimmy Eat World. And I was like, oh my God. And I ran over to him like drunk as fuck and gave him like the biggest hug ever, even though I've literally Damn never no. listened <laughs> to an entire Jimmy Eat World song ever in my life, admittedly. So if he listens to this. If you remember some random drunk asshole, I apologize. I'm sure he gets a lot. <laughs> yeah, Rick, uh, Rick's a subscriber to the, to the cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all I re- these doctors and musicians no, I that re- listen I to us. remember that. <laughs> We're that most popular in the not. medical music category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's the hashtags I put on the episode. Yeah, was, I think that was, that was either, it was Strong Beer or Green uh, American. It's oh, a fun time. Yeah, I remember it. Well, I remember part of that year. 
What's the shadiest thing you've ever done on shift? The shadiest thing I've ever done on shift? Uh-huh. In I mean, any, at one point, in any job, a cigarette. Whatever job you want to talk well, about. <laughs> well, I think the, like, fucking ashtray on the prep table with a fucking burning cigarette and a beer next to it is pretty shady. Yeah. But I think to top that. that one. <laughs> hey, there we go. Um, movie theater. <laughs> oh, geez. This is a scam in itself. Fucking so. The owners were just pieces of trash yeah, they were just shit bags they would never give anybody a raise well they also com- like were now old enough to know that like making me work the box office for an hour and a half clock out for two hours while i'm on building property just reading in the break room clock on for 90 minutes clock off i'm there for 16 hours i get paid for eight they engage in some crazy legal labor practices for underage people like it was huh. nutty to look back so luckily yeah. <laughs> Me and a couple other people figured out how to essentially rob them without them knowing. And so what we would do is small town, small movie theater. There's not a lot of oversight. And so you sell a ticket, you get your little stub. Mm-hmm. You give your now it they just scan your ticket. Yeah. But previously you get like a paper stub. And so what we ended up doing is we would do that. They would get the ticket and then I would tear the stub. And then they go in the movie theater, and then I would take that stub I tore, and I wouldn't throw it in the box. I would take it around back to the box office, and then the person in box just knew the price of the tickets and could just do it in their head. Uh-huh. And so they would charge them, give them the stub, saying, sorry, our ticket printer broke. Yeah. This will be fine. And then I would take that, put it in. I think it's just so we would, we would just double sell the shit. And the greatest thing about it is they had the dumbest computer system for tracking money ever because it only ever tracked anything once it was authorized by the user so what we would do is it would take the computer would be like you sold this many tickets your drawer started at this you should have this much money and then we would just take count out all the overage and say oh yeah we have that much money and then we would pocket all the sales that we made by not putting in the computer but the computer was too dumb like the way it was set up, it was just really easy to just scam them out of a fuck ton of money. <laughs> and so, like, we'd be sitting there one night and be like, I need money for rent. Anybody else? And be like, yeah, I was like, all right, let's run it tonight. And so, so we'd <laughs> fucking periodically plan. run it. And like, we would come out at the end of the night, three, four, five hundred dollars each. No like, way. We would, we would make good fucking money. There was all, there's always the, there's always the chance of an auditor from a studio that would come in and oh, count yeah. the people Those in the people theater. Stand out like a sore fucking but thumb. If small town. But you're in a small town. They don't, yeah, don't want to come. It's a small well, theater. Small money. Yeah, they don't Dude. give a shit about well, this tiny little theater. This tiny town. That and I worked box primarily. Yeah. Um, well, any, all the money goes. A, to anyone the from corporate movie, stands right? out like a fucking yeah. sore thumb. Yeah, so. so, but it's. The majority of the money was actually more or less taken from the studios because yeah. um, it's box. Fun yeah. fun fact: um, the reason your drink is eighty seven dollars is the most movie theaters don't make money off that's the actual how ticket sales. That's how they make money is on yeah. concessions. Ticket sales yeah, like ninety percent. The film itself go, is a loss leader. They don't yeah. make money on box. Yeah, the like, movie they don't. The movie gets you in to buy the snacks, and yeah. that's where they make their money. So yeah. technically, it was more or less stealing from giant studios, which I could give a fuck careless about. So. No doubt. Um, yeah, shittiest thing uh, you've ever done on shift is crime. Pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Crimes. But also, crimes. Fuck those giant, <laughs> giant ass guys. 
Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm just being fucking uh, silly for sure because uh, I may may not have been associated with any such hustle. <laughs> um, <laughs> like we had the same rent, dude. The movie theater was wild. We had a we had a Fight Club at movie theater too. Oh my god, I remember that. Because we're also the same dick bags that are watching Fight Club 15 times a day while it's in the movie theater. Because oh, yeah. that's what when you're when you're on break and you don't have anything to do while the movie plays. You watch a movie. lot of times. You just go watch it. Yeah. Do you guys ever get like a shitty musical just stuck in your head because it's just always there? Um, I, I feel like with the Disney movies now, well, like, they're, they're all of a sudden you're working. You're like Moana. <laughs> For me, it was uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, the El Dorado that movie. Yeah, I remember That's I dressed funny. up like that. I, fucking, <laughs> I looked good though. I'm not well, gonna lie. Also, that was a phase. You didn't dress up like that. That was a whole phase. No, I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> At that least, was three years of your life. <laughs> at least I never fucking put blonde highlights in my hair, buddy. Ooh, shots fired. Oh, man, I thought you were going to go with saucer milk on that one. Um, oh, I'll break that yeah, one out. That's yeah. that's not a first time around one. Soft serve milk? No, you, just, you didn't hear it right. I, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, oh, so, oh, God, the theater was so fucking wild. Oh, God. Um, yeah, we... Uh, so, for me... I don't recall any musical or song per se, or even just like a movie. But, that you're like, but I'm over this what shit. happened? Yep, what happened is there's a handful of movies that I've seen like 15 times, like Three Kings, Mickey Blue Eyes, oh, Six Sense, Eyes Wide um, Shut, Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. Fight Club. Um, fucking, what was the most? Re- there was oh, um, fuck, what was that one with uh, Nick Cage, the fucking super weird one, uh, Night Shift or whatever, with the fucking ambulance. God, oh, I saw that one a fucking, that one's yeah, a fucking trip. That was a weird one. Yeah, so, and like, there's just Mickey Blue Eyes quotes will pop into my head all the fucking time, or like, I'll just like remember a scene from some movie I could give two fucks less about, but I also want to sit there, like, I read a ton as a child, so I would read, like, through one or two movies, but like, you're working three, two, three, four movies a day, so you're just like, fuck, like, I'm going to watch a movie here and there for certain. But yeah, we, uh, because of Fight Club, we uh, kind of formed our own outback in a small, boring town with nothing else to do. Yeah, and I fucking love Garrett, man. But uh, he asked me to punch him in the face. I fucking obliged. Um, I'll also never punch that man in the face again. Uh, I, 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 I guess no one won. Uh, he can take a fucking brick to the face. Yeah, like he was nineteen of them, and just kept his hands down. Just wanted to get fucking wailed on. And oh, I, that's I, so weird. I just stopped punching him. I was like, uh, he's like, go, come on, and I'm like. Bro, you got to work out your shit. Yeah. I literally, I literally just put up my hands. I was like, "You got to work out your shit, dude." Uh, <laughs> did you guys ever catch any couples doing some some fooling around in the theater? Oh, fucking! Um, oh god, god damn, fucking me of theater like, Nazi over here. Oh, so my <laughs> the god, fucking I'm, police I'm, over here. I'm such a fucking asshole, <laughs> Jesus. So. I, for whatever reason, like, a small kid in a small town, you yeah, give me power trip any sort of fucking authority. Like, I was, <laughs> I was fucking on you. Like hall monitoring. Use of power. Oh, dude, like, I was fucking, like, people would, like, bring snacks and shit in from the outside. It's a small theater, so there's, like, no outside food. Like, I mean, I would take, like, literal candy and shit from pretty much almost babies. Like, you gotta give me that. It's not allowed in here. And they're like, why is it it's fucking not allowed in? You gotta yeah. give it to me or you gotta leave. Them's the like, rules. Because like, I can make you leave. Yeah, because Will you I'm, just take them? I'm, I'm 16 and have power. Would you then steal the things and just keep them? Like, uh, the candy bar looks good. Usually, no, I, I usually threw it away. Oh. It's not a lot of weird shit, though. Like, I remember one night, like, because up in projection, you can see down in the theater, and, like, I watched mm-hmm. this one dude, like, go through, 
and finish everybody's fucking drink that was left behind. No. I was like, what the fuck? That is so weird. And like fucking turn the lights on and like skitters <laughs> off like a cockroach. It's like, Jesus, I was fucking like, I look down. He's just, he's just going by and he's just like, I'm just like, what the fuck? That's like the grossest thing. I'm like, ah, yeah, even now. Like, gnarly. Like, ugh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's incredible. Chills, yeah. A bunch of weird people. There's one person who used to always come in and watch movies, but they would like have a fucking tarp wrapped around him with a raincoat on. I, I fucking this, this is the weirdest thing ever. I mean, I was walking through like as as projectionist, you got to walk through and kind of look and make sure everything sounds good and everything looks good. And you kind of look and see what people are doing, and also try to steal the food they brought in because I'm an asshole. And she's like, I hear this rustling, and I'm like, what the fuck is there rustling in the theater? I'm like, kind of like something wrong and I like, keep walking and all of a sudden like I look over in like a straight up yellow fucking raincoat with a tarp wrapped around their lap and I'm just like the fuck? Maybe they had polio. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe you went there to the masturbation? Yeah. Yeah. You're better better, better man than I. No, he never caught anybody really doing anything. Was it you or was it Bert? Because I remember one time we were having a conversation about the wildest thing we'd ever seen someone try to sneak in and it was a uh, a larger person who had snuck in an entire pizza tucked that, into their sweats. That was behind. not me. Yeah. Oh, that was Bert then. Yeah. Uh, God fucking Bert. He's so funny. He, he was, he, him and Bert were two of a kind. They, they'd take, <laughs> they'd go in the theater and be like, I got you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. just trying to fucking Gestapo everyone all yeah. the time. I think we'd like brag about what we found. Yeah, and, like, we were all talking one time about, like, because, I mean, everyone did it. I mean, it's also part of your job. You could get in a lot of trouble if you didn't, like, take shit from people. Yeah. Like, sometimes you it's were you, you were overreaching because I was 16-year-olds with power trips. Fuck yeah. But, like, we were all just chatting one time, and it was, it was either him or Bert, because um, they were the worst about it. And, uh, <laughs> and it was, like, some chick was wearing, like, the full, like, sweater jumpsuit, and, like, it just put, like, tucked halfway in her sweats and her sweater... A full like sixteen inch pizza, like no one's gonna oh. not fucking see it. And he's like, he's it. like, I could yeah. just see the grease stain on her back, and was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Uh, he's like, I waited till she pulled that shit out, and I was like, ha. Ah. <laughs> oh, fuck, you remember? You remember the fucking carpet in that theater? Oh, fucking disgusting, bro, dude! It was like this weird fucking pattern, and. To this day, I remember the first time I got fucking stoned was because of people at the theater. Oh, were you hanging out with Josh Poor? No, it was Courtney. Okay, that makes sense. Courtney and fucking Amy, I think, and they fucking mm. clam baked the truck. Oh, that'll do it. Hey, we're hanging out one night, but after that, like, I was like, I fucking love weed. <laughs> I fucking love weed. We see a fucking stone, and it had this weird pattern on the fucking carpet, and I remember. If you got real close to it and fucking ran while you were stoned, <laughs> it was like it was like fucking like it was fucking yeah. That's like oh I don't know why that memory sticks with me, but also yeah, um, a bit of an industry secret. I know that we you know twenty five years ago worked at a movie theater, but one thing that has not changed is uh, remember that children are working at the movie theater, oh, and yeah. uh, just think about how successfully you can get your child to wash the dishes properly. And then just, like an airplane, consider that that stuff's probably not actually cleaned in between showings. And maybe once a day, if you're fucking lucky. Bro. So I would always take some, like, I always take some hand sanitizer wipes uh, when I go to the theater. I love going to the theater. Bring an old like, jacket, put it over the chair. Yeah, any place your hands are going to rest, I just wipe down just because that theater's not getting cleaned. Uh, 
maybe once a day. Dude, I maybe went, once a week. I went maybe to a movie theater once. Brooke and I went, uh, and we got in there a little too early. Um, like you know, you're like oh, you gotta be early a little bit, so then you got a good seat. Well, the lights were still on, and they like not there's like nobody. We were the first people to get in. The lights were still on the theater, and those seats were fucking foul, <laughs> like mm-hmm. disgusting. Oh. You ever gone to a dollar theater? I bet it's way worse. You just you can hear anyone come in because it's like. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. and then the seats are. You used to find like fucking pads on the floor stuck to the seats, or tampons on the floor. No, people are fucking. Dis- oh, the human the, beings the, are fucking disgusting. Yeah, the treasure oh, box foul. in the ladies' oh, room God. was always that was always that was my first experience with that kind of thing, <laughs> and it left a mark. The worst thing was like when they would stick it to like a seat, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Uh, or like you're fucking, like we had a leaf blower, and we'd blow all the popcorn and shit down to the bottom. It's like, what's that red rolly thing? Uh, it's a fucking used tampon. That's you're like gross. Jesus Christ, people! Like, have some fucking. Class. It was a really good movie. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I didn't want to leave, but I didn't want to get fucking toxic sock syndrome, so I had to take my tampon out. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, cool. What was that? Yeah, we gotta do a uh, local shout out. Thanks for coming out, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Like I said, I didn't know what was happening, but awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. If you guys are ready, I'll go first. Go right ahead. Shout out to uh, Dynamite Beer Co. out in Cave Creek. Okay. Uh, Saw a little uh, craft beer bar, uh, beer and wine. Oh, my distributor's calling me. Oh. My truck just showed. Well, maybe they can call during business hours. <laughs> 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 no, shout out to them. Like They'll answer my phone call like way outside hours. And like the first thing I do when they answer, I'm like, I'm really sorry. But I've got to talk to you about this. Like I need an answer right now. Nice. So, yeah. Shout out to Dynamite Beer Co. out in Cave Creek. Cool. If... Uh, if you live out north, head up, uh, I'm sure you know about it. And anywhere else, um, it, it's worth the drive to uh, to check out. It's a cool little place. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to do the fucking heavy lifting for Bobby on my local shout-out. So um, I want to shout-out the boys because uh, it actually is a little over a week. So on the 10th, Fire and Fury, um, oh, hell yeah, they're going to have an anniversary. Wow. Yeah, your brewery did a collab with them. Um, shout out to them. They're great homies. Um, always great to see a brewery get open past their first year. You learn a lot. Um, they do metal Mondays. Cool ass fucking homies. Killer food. That's how I met Had them. Barbecue. I met them over quarantine. They'd come to 12 West and, you know, hook it up with fucking barbecue. And we'd just talk beer and open up breweries and stuff like that. And super stoked and proud of their success. And then just another local brewery real quick, Patton 139 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we our last episode we definitely talked about it and did it was the, spicy. but I did I've been there a handful of times their kitchen's killer the beer school there was amazing but like their kitchen will shock you just go check it out I know their shtick is to have avocado something in every dish whether that's oil or vibes or whatever the fuck it is um, <laughs> vibes <laughs> I could give two like no offense that does not interest me at all but the quality and the thoughtfulness and the innovation of their food does interest me and it's fucking awesome and you should check it out hell yeah well you don't live here do you have a local shout out here or for portland for portlandite i would say do it do it for portland if anybody's listening is heading to portland they can go hit up that yeah i mean you know obviously all the doctors and musicians that we have listening to the podcast travel money but portland is a beer city so i mean so oh man like I honestly don't... What's the name of that bottle shop you were just telling me about earlier? Oh, McMinimins. Okay, yeah. McMinimins is like... 
the Fox Concepts of Portland. They own like everything. Um, they, but there's that, and then there's there's one brewery, and it's escaping me, and it's really upsetting me because they do a bunch of great fucking sours. Great notion. Um, that's on my list to go. Cascade uh, because great Cascade. Yes, ah, Cascade I've been to Cascade, brewery, and yeah. it fucks. So, so great hard. notions on my list because they do brisket tacos. Oh yeah. There's oh, a yeah. local foodie who had a food cart that got really famous and partnered with Great Notion. It's their location on the east side and. They're actually in there now, and then one of the people I work with who's like huge foodies, like, you have to go to Great Notion. Yeah, yeah. Brisket tacos, and I'm like, I fucking love Rudy's. And the beer's great, too. Because Rudy's has brisket tacos, so, but yeah. No, but Cascade is... Well, shout out Cascade. I've, I've been. It's I'm amazing. Into, but if I go anywhere, it's usually Deschutes, because it's you ever 10 been, minutes from me. You ever, been like, green, to Deschutes. you ever been to Green Dragon across the street from Cascade? No. You should check it out. It's All cool. Right. It's right across the street. Nice. Yes, sir. All right, and with that, Bobby, it was great to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thank you.